Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I am the host, Brianna Battles, founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism and CEO of Everyday Battles. I'm a career strength and conditioning coach, entrepreneur, mom of two wild little boys, and a lifelong athlete. I believe that athleticism does not end when motherhood begins, and this podcast is dedicated to coaching you by providing meaningful conversations, insights, and interview topics related to fitness, mindset, parenting, and of course, all the nuances of pregnancy and postpartum. From expert interviews to engaging conversations and reflections, this podcast is your trustworthy, relatable resource for learning how to practice brave through every season in your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Practice Brave podcast. Today, I'm going to be discussing participating in the CrossFit Open as a pregnant and postpartum athlete. Now, those of you who are not in the CrossFit world, this conversation may not resonate, but a lot of the themes for approaching what we want to do in respect to the season our body is in, like that part will resonate, I think, for every every person who is pursuing a lifetime of athleticism, because some seasons during that lifetime are going to look different for a variety of reasons. So being able to manage your training, manage your expectations, and really understand your body right now on behalf of what you want to do long-term is a skill that will make you a better athlete. So I really hope you enjoy this episode because it can be applied, although we're talking about it specifically for the CrossFit Open, it can be applied to a lot of different ventures and interests. So one of my first recommendations for going into the CrossFit Open is to really understand your athlete brain, your motivations, and your expectations for yourself. And there's naturally a lot of comparison that goes on when it comes to competing. Maybe you compare to what you did last year and maybe what you would hope to do this year. Maybe you're comparing to what somebody else in your gym is doing. Maybe even what another pregnant or postpartum athlete is doing who's at the same stage as you, or maybe what they did last year when they were also X amount of weeks pregnant And we take that as inventory. And a lot of that influences our mental approach to training and choices because we don't want to feel less than. And even if we're not trying to impress anybody else, it's this conversation that is so intrinsically driven to go, to push harder, to really push boundaries. And that can sometimes be counterproductive when you are pregnant, your body is changing and adapting to the baby growing inside of you, or when you're postpartum and healing from having a baby grow in you and come out of you one way or the other. I shared a post that said the CrossFit Open should not be your first workout back, right? And we'll be talking about this in a few other points, but that's not a starting point for postpartum. Competing at that level with that intensity, even modified is something that is built to over time. And that means nothing if you can't kind of mentally have that level of acceptance and understanding about what your body needs now on behalf of that long-term. So really being able to understand your motivations, understand, and just, I guess there's so much ego involved in being an athlete and it's a really good thing. That is what makes people better athletes and what makes people have sustainable athleticism. That lifetime of athleticism is knowing when and how to leverage that motivation, that competitiveness from within and against others. And right now simply is not that time. So that's something I like to start with because if we don't address 
our motivations and um, the stories we create, the expectations we create in our brain, none of the exercise modifications and recommendations are going to matter. So again, this can translate into so many different fitness endeavors and things that we approach. The next tip for pregnant and postpartum athletes going into the open is to be cognizant of your pelvic health and symptoms that you may have or symptoms that there is a potential of creating and experiencing. So this comes down to the conversation of like, can I versus should I? This is something that I want to do or is this something I need to do? What's the risk? What's the reward? And just knowing like, what are you kind of predisposed to right now? Well, as your body changes during pregnancy, structurally, a lot of different things are changing. The pressures in your abdomen and pelvic floor, those are changing dramatically just with the growing the baby. And we add the stress of exercise on top of that. That's when we could introduce the potential of symptoms. A lot of impact, for example, when you're trying to double under and you are 24 weeks pregnant or whatever, and you start peeing, like that is a sign that that movement is not appropriate for your body right now. And so athlete brain will tell you, I'll just do single unders, but single unders are not, that's the same stimulus, right? That's still high impact on a pelvic floor that has a lot of naturally occurring pressure right now. And it's a sign that your body cannot handle that. It has reached its capacity for being able to manage that symptom. Same thing with if you were squatting and and peeing, or if you're having pelvic pain, doing walking lunges or step-ups, or you feel a lot of pressure after lifting heavy in your vagina, you feel like, oh God, something's like feels swollen or something's falling out. Like these are all signs to be aware of things that there is a potential for, especially when you're pushing boundaries during pregnancy. And again, like early postpartum, because you're, while you're not fragile, you're also not invincible. It all comes back to this athletic readiness conversation. So being able to understand like, these are the symptoms I'm experiencing, or these are the symptoms that I'm at a higher risk of experiencing right now because of what my body is going through or has been through recently. There is so much healing that is involved during these stages, changes and healing, changes and healing. And you have to understand that your body cannot be compared to what it was prior because of these changes. Will there be improvements? Yes. And that comes with a lot of time. So again, doing the CrossFit open when you are early postpartum, that's in that fourth trimester, maybe even the first six months postpartum, really be able to understand what your approach is going to be and then how that could really negatively impact the symptoms that you're currently having or has the potential of creating symptoms that you don't want to deal with because those symptoms can affect quality of life, certainly athletic performance. And it's it's something that, again, when we are in the business of creating a lifetime of athleticism, we have to know if our choices and our training is something that is complementing where we're at right now on behalf of what we want to do, or if it's compromising it. So being highly aware of your body is so, so key because of what you are a little bit more predisposed to right now. So now going into talking about understanding intra-abdominal pressure when you are pregnant, when you are postpartum, that's basically like when you're bracing or when you have to use a breath hold for a lot of movements, it's really tempting to do that because that's how we are trained and told to create core stability, right? It's like to you know breathe into your weight belt, get a big breath hold, But then that transfers into a lot of different movements, not just one rep maxes. Well, when your body, when you have a baby pushing up against your linea alba, which is your midline made up of connective tissue, 
that's a lot of pressure to add when you're the baby's pressing up against that. And then you're adding a big brace or a breath hold. And if you're pushing boundaries and loads, that's even more pressure on an already pressurized system from the baby during pregnancy. The same conversation carries over to postpartum because that midline has stretched to accommodate for the baby and it has to undergo a healing phase, you know, like just like um, if you were to have any other like ligament injury, you know, that it takes time, like rehabilitative exercises, hormonal shifts and changes to improve the overall integrity of it, and then loading it appropriately over time. Again, we're really trying to improve how that midline heals, what that tissue needs in order to get it stronger. And it's not just like, oh, I need a stronger core. It's knowing what are all of the things that are influencing how much pressure and tension is being placed on that midline. And that conversation carries over into the pelvic floor too. How much pressure and how much tension is being created there? And how can I manipulate my training approach to better respect what my body needs right now, whether it's during pregnancy or postpartum? So a few very simple things, super watered down um, advice for this right now would be when in doubt, just try to like exhale more often than you're holding your breath for everything. So on a kettlebell swing, for example, on the back swing, you're going to inhale and on the forward swing, you're going to exhale. If you're squatting, you can exhale through the full range of motion, maybe exhale coming out of the bottom of the squat. You don't need to be bracing and breath holding during these seasons. That is a strategy that can be introduced when you actually need to create more um, core stability and stiffening, right? That happens when you're working up to a heavy load. Everything else should be able to be really dynamic with your breath and not having to overcompensate by bracing and squeezing everything just to create some stability. If you're having to do that, then I would suggest getting the entire system a lot stronger because that's not a strategy that you need right now. That's a sign that you need to get stronger in a lot of other ways first. So really being mindful of that pressure, how much is going up against your midline during pregnancy and postpartum, and also how that's influencing pelvic floor symptoms, because it's easy to understand coning because it's like a visual, we can see that, right? But the same kind of forces and pressure are happening to the pelvic floor as well. So knowing how to distribute that and leverage our breathing and our tension with positions, with Kind of timing that coordination of the system with an exhale, with just overall like improved awareness of what you're doing is going to make a really big difference. And if you're giving yourself the time to think about it, that's a good sign, right? That's a really good sign. That's just, it's creating awareness, not obsession and like this overkill of second guessing everything that you're doing. Just gentle awareness. When in doubt, just try to exhale. That will help your overall approach. Athletic readiness for pregnant and postpartum athletes. Now, this is a conversation that I could have over and over and over. And I honestly, it all kind of boils down to this. Athletic readiness is feedback. It's you knowing what am I actually ready for? Have I put in the training? Have I worked up? Have I gone through all of the progressions to ensure my body and my brain is ready for this? Now, we just wrapped up like the, the Winter Olympics, right? Those people have been training for four years to peak, right? To peak at the Olympics so that their training is good. And throughout that whole, all those seasons leading into the Olympics, they were having to periodize their training. 
right? They were having to gradually work towards their ultimate goal, which was having their body in a state of optimal readiness to compete at the Olympics. Now, while the majority of you are not Olympians, this principle can be applied to whatever it is you want to do. Just like the majority of us don't sign up for a half marathon without like running more than one mile, right? You would gradually add more mileage over time so that come race day, maybe you haven't run 13 miles before, but like you've run enough to trust that your body can withstand a couple more, right? You have trained the stimulus enough to trust your body and to know that you have put in the training that your likelihood of injury is reduced because you've gone about it really strategically. You haven't bit off more than you can chew, so to speak. Okay. So we can apply that to pregnancy and postpartum because our athletic readiness for things that require a high output of competition, of performance, of skill, of whatever it might be, is simply different right now. It doesn't mean you're less than, it means you're literally living in a different body that requires different approaches and has different demands right now. Again, you are not less than, it's just different. Your athletic readiness needs to be leveraged for growing your baby and having a pregnancy where you can feel strong and fit. There's so many benefits there for you and mom. Postpartum, it's rehabilitating so that you can ultimately, again, that lifetime of athleticism is what you're striving for. Not doing a muscle up at eight weeks postpartum or not not signing up for a competition or a race or whatever it might be at four months postpartum because your athletic readiness is not there and trying to push those boundaries carries inherent risk. And while I am not the person to tell you do this or do not, I very much believe in an autonomous experience where you feel very informed and can make your own training choices and decisions. That is my job is to bring about that greater picture conversation. So the people that I'm working with, that I'm coaching, whether it's here on the podcast on social media, or actually like highly involved in their training in real life, that is that they feel informed. They feel like they really understand, you know, what their body needs in order to perform in the way they want it to. For example, a lot of you know that I'm working with a UFC fighter right now, Miranda Granger, and she had an opportunity to take a fight. I guess it would have been around right now, like around the six month postpartum period. And she was like, God, my brain wants to do it. Like, I want to fight. I freaking miss it. Like, I want that. And I know my body is not ready for that intensity right now. I know my training has been gradual, but I am not ready for that fight. That athletic readiness is freaking, that's athletic maturity. It's knowing what your body is truly ready for. Instead of being led through ego, you're led through strategy. You know what what you need, what to do, what you're ready for, so that when the time comes for you to show up, for you to compete, to let that ego kick in, you can trust that you're actually ready for it. You can trust that your likelihood of injuries or symptoms are decreased because you have put in the work. You are actually ready to participate in the CrossFit Open. And now you're like, what? Tell me, (laughs) what timeline is that like? Is that four months postpartum? Is that six months postpartum? I don't know. I don't know what that looks like for you. But I will say, Within the first year postpartum, it's usually not a time to push boundaries. Definitely not within the first six months postpartum. I would not recommend the athletes that I work with to be going full send during the first six months postpartum, for sure. There seems to be a jump that is made around that seven to nine months postpartum, 10 months. 
where that's like a physiological jump that a lot of my athletes experience. And that's when, again, if you've just put in the last six to seven, eight months worth of like rebuilding and rehabbing and getting stronger, upping your intensity gradually over time, okay, like maybe you are ready to push boundaries more. But again, you have that data. You know what you have worked towards. You know what your symptoms are like. You know what your capacity is at right now. And then you, you'll know. And so athlete brains, what I tell you is if you have to second guess something, you probably already have your answer. Like that voice is like that voice of reason that we've been trained to ignore, but that's a really helpful voice to listen to when you are in these seasons is if you're second guessing it, or you're taking the time to think about DMing me and asking me if you're ready. I don't really know that. You know that though. If you're taking that time to DM me, you probably have your answer. When you are in that phase where maybe you're nervous, but you're like, I think I'm ready. Like, I do think I'm ready because data point, I'm not having symptoms. Data point, I have improved my symptoms and I know what triggers them. So I'm good there. Okay, data point. I think I can do the majority of these exercises, but probably not this one. Okay, that's a good data point. I know that I my aerobic capacity is up. I think I can really push it on these kinds of workouts. Data point. So you're able to cross-reference what your readiness is based on the work you've put in, right? And you cannot compare yourself to the person that you were a year ago because so much has changed during these seasons of pregnancy and postpartum. You're not going back there. You are moving forward with your new body and your athletic maturity. And I promise you, like go listen to the previous episode I did with Heather Osby. Like I promise you, you will become a better athlete for it. That athletic maturity will serve you in this season and in your lifetime of athleticism. How many freaking times am I going to say that phrase during this podcast? All right. So that's athletic readiness. Next one is be willing to tune in to your body, tune into what it needs right now on behalf of that long-term performance. Check in with yourself before participating. Do you have a training strategy that you've been doing through your pregnancy? Maybe you've been following my pregnancy program, the pregnant athlete training program, and now we're throwing in the open. Maybe you're like, okay, should I be doing that? Should I not? And again, this is an autonomous choice. If you want to do it, do it, but do it modified. Like be willing to tone down the intensity, be willing to adjust all of the movements. And we're going to be sharing a lot of that stuff on the brand page, Instagram page, but, you know, be willing to make some of those adjustments so that you're staying in alignment with the pregnancy training that you are doing with the suggestions that are being made. And if your postpartum is your approach to participating in the open, is it still honoring like your, again, your athletic readiness? Is it honoring your symptoms? Is it honoring maybe the vulnerabilities of your core and pelvic floor right now? Is it honoring and taking into account long-term performance? Again, it's knowing that athletic readiness. Where are you at on your own unique timeline? That's what I'm saying. Like tune in before every workout. Is this workout serving me? And is this approach to this workout serving me? Or is it going to potentially create more of an issue? And again, listen to that voice. It will guide you, my athlete brains. I promise it will. So again, knowing does your participation complement the strategy that you need right now for where you are at right now? To wrap this up, your vagina, your abs, your baby, your long-term function and performance are more important than a specific place on a leaderboard right now period. This can be really freaking frustrating <laughs> and a huge shift 
in your normal approach. And it is okay to be frustrated, to feel defeated, to be grumpy, to not enjoy it. It is okay because it is frustrating to be in different seasons of abilities and interests and whatever. So knowing that the environment of the open, you know, the Friday night lights, if that's the thing that you do, or just that level of attention from the coaches in the community, that is so addictive. It feels so good to get those girls, right? Like it is so exciting. And I get that. I get that. And, and you have to be able to clap for your damn self. Know that you are making the choices that are best for you right now so that you can thrive in that environment again and again and again. We don't need to praise somebody doing something that's like actually not serving them, right? And it's amazing to feel like a badass. It's amazing to and like hit those, those jumps. And that's, that's okay. You are still a badass and you're still going to hit those jumps. I just want you to know if you're ready for them and have that information again so that you feel really informed so that you're not pissed going, why didn't anyone tell me? Because that's a sentiment that I had heard over and over and over for the last like seven years doing this work. So this allows you to take inventory of your unique situation, your unique environment, your unique needs and goals and whatever else, and be able to feel confident in what you're doing and why you're doing it in that overall approach. There will be many, many opportunities to keep pursuing that lifetime of athleticism, even if this season looks slightly different right now. The best way to achieve athletic maturity, and again, in the way that'll keep serving you and reducing your likelihood of injuries and just the mental stress that comes with like being an athlete and having high expectations for yourself is to learn to enjoy the process without attachment to a set fitness outcome. And that can also be related to a set aesthetic outcome or just like the rigid expectations we have of ourselves of what we should be able to do or look like or feel like or whatever at this point in time. Again, that rigidity right now is not needed. Learning to enjoy the process, enjoy the environment without the added pressure we put on ourselves or from anyone around us, like that is worth pursuing that is worth leaning into because your process is what will continue to serve your well-rounded health, wellness, and long-term performance. I hope this podcast was beneficial. I would love for you to make sure you're following the brand Instagram page that's at pregnant.postpartum.athlete where we will be all of the different P and PA coaches will be sharing different tips and approaches to navigating each of the open workouts And again, even if you're somebody who does not do CrossFit and you still listen to this podcast episode, I hope that you're able to take a lot of the principles here and apply it to the sport or fitness or whatever it is that you are interested in doing. Knowing all of these things, it's very transferable because that competitiveness does influence so many of us and so many of our choices and motivations and decisions. So um, make sure you're following the brand page. If you enjoyed this episode, Honestly, it means so, so, so much when you leave a podcast review. It helps this the Practice Brave podcast get out into the world where people are like, hey, I found this information on your podcast. And that happens because you guys leave reviews and just know I read them, I appreciate them, and they, they really mean a lot for helping this message of practicality and relatability and trust for this season in your lifetime of athleticism, get out there. So thank you again for listening. I appreciate you and best of luck. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practice Brave podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and help us spread the work we are doing to improve the overall information and messaging in the fitness industry and beyond. Now, if you are pregnant and you are looking for a trustworthy exercise program to follow, I have you covered. The Pregnant Athlete Training Program is a well-rounded program for pregnancy with workouts for each week that are appropriate for your changing body. That's 36 weeks of workouts, three to four workouts each week, and tons of guidance on exercise strategy. We also have an at-home version of that program. If you are postpartum and you're looking for an exercise program to follow, the eight-week postpartum athlete training program would be a really great way to help bridge the gap between rehab and the fitness you actually want to do. From there, we have the Practice Brave Fitness Program, which is an ongoing strength conditioning program where you get new workouts each week and have a lot of guidance from myself and my co-coach, Heather Osby. This is the only way that I'm really offering ongoing coaching at this point in time. If you have ever considered becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, I would love to have you join us. Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism is a self-paced online certification course that will up-level your coaching skills and help connect the dots between pelvic health and long-term athletic performance, especially during pregnancy and postpartum. Become who you needed and become who your online and local community needs by becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Thank you again for listening to the Practice Brave podcast. I appreciate you and please help me continue spreading this messaging, this information, and this work.